Good morning, Christ Temple North. Good How are you guys doing today? Man, I am feeling a wonderful energy in this place today. And Jaylee, thank you for sharing that poem with us today. I know I'm the one with the mic, but I'm going to take the time to speak for all of us that have seen you grow from a little girl into a beautiful young woman. And I know that your testimony, I know what you've been through, and for you to share that shows the growth, and we look forward to what you're about to become. It's hard not to have your chest swell with pride when you see one of ours do something. You know, we went to a football game, saw a young man, a freshman, play at North Kansas City Varsity. Got a couple sacks on him. Caused a strip fumble. We were proud of you. Yeah. And it's interesting, let me know I've been doing this a long time because my two security guards used to be in my class. And so <laughs> now I'm seeing them sitting up here and see how they've turned out. Today, I'm filled with pride today to see what this church has, has poured into some of these young people. And I'm very thankful to see some of those fruits of that labor. It's funny, you guys, some of you guys know that I work in IT. Okay, that's my profession. How many of you have some computer issues from time to time? Right? Some people are going to sit there and try to figure out as long as they can. Some are like, I'm going to figure this out until you are about to throw the computer through the window. And some are wired where an icon has moved three inches to the left. And you're like, what do I do? Right? I work in a, p a position where oftentimes I deal with coaches and former athletes who are that first part. Their personality, I'm going to figure it out, I'm going to nail it down. And by the time they call me, they are at 11. Okay? They are so frustrated that I can hear the frustration as soon as I say hello. Okay? My job is to make sure I can get that computer back to working and functioning the way it's supposed to do. Because I understand how computers work. I understand I've built several computers myself. I understand the workings and the inner things I've grown up with it. I understand what that computer is designed to do. And when it's not doing what it's functioning is supposed to do, it is incredibly frustrating how God designed us and we're not functioning the way we're supposed to do. How frustrated is he with, with us sometimes? Let's turn to Judges 6 and see if we can find an answer today. See, we're going to pick up in Judges 6, and some of you are like, oh man, not Judge Kavanaugh. No, we're not talking about that, okay? <laughs> this is a book in the Bible. We ain't dealing with that foolishness. And in this time, the Israelites are in a rough spot. See, they've been disobedient to God. They start worshiping other gods. They forgot what he's done for them. And God, in turn, turns them over to some of their enemies. The Midianites are, are the ones that are controlling them at this point. And what the Midianites would do is when the Israelites would go and farm and harvest all year long, and when time to come to harvest, the Midianites, who had a much larger army, would just come in, sweep the land, and take all their food. 
leave them in the Israelites in desperation. They are so desperate at this point, they are hiding and living in caves because they are fear. They are scared. They are fearful for their lives. So they are in this point where Israel is hiding literally for their lives. We're going to pick up Judges 6, verse 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oath in Ophrah that belonged to Joaz the Esbirite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a rime press to keep it from the Midianites. Some of you have never stepped foot on a farm. I am one of those, okay? All I know is I watched a documentary on how it's made, okay? That's it. Threshing wheat is a tiring process where it requires manual labor. One bushel of wheat to process it takes about an hour. It's a lot of laborious tasks. In fact, before the 1700s, 25% of the agricultural, agricultural workforce was dedicated to threshing wheat. It takes a lot. Today we do it with machine and does it in seconds. But at that time it took a lot of effort. And here we see Gideon doing it in a wine press. A wine press is a cold, dark place. They are doing it in hiding. They are doing it in hiding. They are afraid. And so they are afraid for the enemies to come in and take their works of their labor. So he's doing it in a dark, hidden place. No place to be threshing wheat, making very inefficient. An angel comes to Gideon. Verse 12 says, When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. See, Gideon's hiding in a wine press, doing his job. And the angel comes and says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The reason why he's in that wine press, he's tired of getting beaten down tired of getting beaten down. You took in so many punches, how many more punches can you do it? So I'd rather hide because I'm afraid to be out in the open. The angel comes and calls him warrior. Oftentimes, pastor has referred to us over and over times that God will call you by your character. Okay. It's interesting, right now, what we know of Gideon, it's hard to see warrior. Would you guys agree? He's hiding. He's afraid. He's fearful. He's farming. He's not, even doing, he's not even on the front lines of the battlefield. But God still sees him as his warrior. Let's see how, how Gideon responds. Verse 13. Uh, pardon me? What'd you call me? Me? You must be, he looking around over his shoulder. Are you talking about me? Pardon me, my Lord? Gideon replied, But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Gideon is unable to hear what the angel of the Lord is telling him. Because he is so caught up in his past hurts, in his failures, in his failures. He's been, he's been asking God for prayers, and they've gone unanswered. He's so caught up in the moment 
that he is actually questioning an angel. I'm not sure how many of you have ever talked to an angel, but I'm sure I may not want to question them. But how many times of us are stuck in a miserable marriage? Abused, beaten down, afraid. How many of us are living paycheck to paycheck? How many of us are in debt, so much in debt that we can barely stand it? It's hard to hear God talking to you when you're in that mindset. It's very difficult to do so. Sometimes you just aren't feeling God in the situation. Sometimes you come to Christ Temple North on a Sunday just because it's a habit, not because you want to. You're tired of being rejected over and over again. You've been putting the job applications and you're overqualified. You're not qualified enough. You don't have enough experience. And you're beaten down. 14. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord. You talk me again? Gideon replied, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Gideon has been beaten down to the point where God is calling him warrior, and he can't see that. He is hurting. Maybe he's listening to those voices in his head that have been beating him over and over again. Sister Gwen has talked about, has a spreadsheet that she's given us in Bible studies, talking about the positive and negative. Some of us are so caught up in that negative, we can't see what God designed us to be. Gideon's been being down. Maybe you heard that voice from his family and say, you're just like your father. You've always been terrible at math. What good are you going to do? You'll never amount to anything. And Gideon listened to those voices and he believes that. Calling himself least in my family. Some of you may be feeling that way right now. Not good enough. Unlovable. Ugly. Not smart. Unworthy. Maybe you guys can reflect on that with me. I don't know where you're at, but God does. See, the issue is, is Gideon's viewpoint versus God's viewpoint. Gideon sees himself as least. He's afraid. He's hiding. He's frustrated. And he feels abandoned. And God's angel comes and says, mighty warrior, you are a protector and a savior of your people. But he is so caught up in this pain and hurt, he can't see it. He cannot see it. So I ask you, how do you see yourself? What do you say about yourself? 
Are you listening to that little voice in your head that's saying, oh, you, you got them acne scars. You're not beautiful. Comparing yourself with the model on TV. You checking Instagram and one of your classmates got, just got a new Tesla car. You're like, oh man, that's what I want. How did he get it? You're not going to amount to that. Maybe listen, listen to that voice in your head over and over again. It's playing on repeat. And what do others say about you? Has some people said some mean things, some terrible things, and you've listened to those? Sometimes some of those people that say the worst things about us are our family. Because they've seen us when we were little. I remember when you were little. You're going to be up there filling in for Pastor Fields? There's no way. See, recently, Pastor shared with you a, some news about my current job. But the reason why I'm speaking on this, this, this week is because a couple months ago, I was in this mindset. How old Virginia was that? It's funny. I was up, there was a couple of job openings at my job. One, I wanted in particular, really bad. I was good when they shared the news that the job was open and I could apply for it. I was good until I read the job description. I was good until I read the qualifications. And I read some of the certifications you'll need to fulfill this job. And that little voice in my head started playing. You don't have that. You didn't do that. You don't have that kind of experience. The guy you're replacing has a degree in rocket science. Literally. <laughs> he literally has a degree in rocket science. You've never done something at this kind of level before, managing thousands of websites. You've never done that. What makes you think you can do it? You didn't even go to school for it. Your degree is in something else. I had to fight that urge. And I was listening to that voice, and as I applied, weeks went by. Uh, a couple of weeks went by without a word. I started to give up hope. I didn't even get an interview initially. Eventually, a couple of weeks later go by and I got an interview. And that night, I was restless. The night before, I was completely restless. I was nervous. It's interesting, I've been working with these guys for the last few years. They know me. I eat lunch with some of them every day. But that little voice in my head was saying, you're not good enough. There's people that went to school for this and have done this for a decade plus. And they got the experience. You're not good enough for this. And you, when you do an interview, you play the questions in your head. You're like, I'll have a great response for this, right? You got to have a great response for this. Well, I was racking my brain to find a great response, how to answer some of those questions I was going to see, receive in this job interview. Some of those answers, I just, I just shook my head and said, I don't know how I'm going to respond to this. I don't have an answer for this. 
And then I went to a Bible study. And pastor was talking about, stop asking what's already been answered in prayer, in scripture. And I got the Bible app. And it sends me a Bible scripture at 7.30 in the morning every day. So one of the very first things I need to do, I open the Bible, the verse of the day, and I read it when I'm brushing my teeth and so forth, getting ready for work. And I turn to Psalms 139, 13 through 14. And it says, For you were created in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And when I read that scripture, I started to break down in tears. Because images came in my mind that I didn't know were there. Memories. Memories of my father bringing home the first internet modem from his job at Sprint. Hooking up to dial-up. Being fascinated by this. Memories of me skipping indoor recess and asking the teacher to go to the computer lab so I can browse the internet. Because I was fascinated by it. I remember that teacher in high school asking me if I wanted to run the athletics website for my high school. Memories of me taking my elective courses for coding courses while I was pursuing my business degree. Me taking those extra courses while I was getting my graduate degree in IT management. All these things, memories just are flowing in my head and so I've been designing you for this purpose since you were young. Don't come to me and ask me to reveal what I've already revealed in Scripture for you. Pastor shared his little tool. The Bible Promise Book. I still have the Walmart sticker on it. It says 97 cents on here. It's 97 cents. You spend four times that on a Frappuccino at Starbucks. It has a thousand promises straight from Scripture. Every Christian bookstore, I bought this at Walmart for a dollar. Put the Scriptures in your heart. Put the Scriptures in a place where you can see it and recite it. You don't believe it? Keep reciting it until you do. Brainwash yourself. We all got phones. There's a website. One of my favorites, openbible.info. It's got every topic you can believe in. Just search for the topic, does God love me? It'll give you a hundred scriptures telling you God's love for you. Openbible.info is one of my favorite tools. And Google works itself. And when I read those words, your works are wonderful, I know that full well. I started realizing he's been working and grooming me since I was here. It's always been a passion of mine. Of course, this job opportunity came open because I designed it for you. I designed it for you when you were three, sitting next to, on your dad's lap as he worked remotely. 
I remember you sitting on Napster stealing songs in middle school. All the millennials are like, oh, I remember them days. God forgive me. And then, while I'm working myself through that, the second thing that came up, Pastor Fields was saying, edit yourself. <laughs> edit yourself. Change your mindset. Renew how you process things. Judges, Judges 16 says, The Lord answered, I will be with you. And you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. I will be with you. I know you don't see yourself as that right now, but I am with you. In the rest of the next chapter, this chapter, Gideon asks God some more questions, and God's patient with him, and he grooms him. He gets him back to the point where he does see himself as the mighty warrior that he was designed to do. See, when I get a broken computer, sometimes I have to do some diagnostic tests. Figure out what's going wrong first. Then I can go and figure out how to attack it. Pastor Fields has been asking to edit yourself. Look inside and see and have God reveal to you what's going on with you. Maybe your the hard drive is going bad in your life. Maybe how your operating system is working, how you're wired, isn't, has some bugs in it and that needs to be worked out. And we see God be patient with Gideon and work some of those bugs out, building up his faith to the point where he can be a mighty warrior. And as a last resort, Ashley is here as my co-worker. She's seen me do it dozens of times. It's one of the things we do, we can't figure something out. We pull the hard drive out, put a new one in, start fresh. New operating system. Straight from the beginning. Can't figure out what the issue is. We ain't going to sit here and butt our head against the wall. Put a new operating system in. This is the operating system God is calling you to do. Take the old out. Put the new in through Jesus Christ. Who's giving you an opportunity to renew your mind. Renew your, th your thought process. Romans 5 and 8 says, But God is his own love for us. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. He's offering that to you. The last thing you have to do is willing to accept. You have to be willing to accept the answers God gives you. Gideon is able to overcome after this grooming process, his fears and his renewed faith. He's able to go on and defeat his suppressors. Judges 8, 28 says, Thus Midian was subdued before the Israelites and did not raise its head again. He crushed them so badly they never recovered. During Gideon's lifetime, the land had peace for 40 years. That's what living, what you're designed for, looks like. That's being a world changer. That's making a difference. That's doing what God divinely called you to do, making a difference, living it out, doing it, taking that step out in faith. Gideon could still be that little boy in the wine press. He could have stayed there and be safe, continue to be living in fear, continue to live in past mistakes and failures, 
continuing to sit there and say, God doesn't love me. He never answered my prayer. But God calls him to be a warrior. And he takes that leap of faith and that step out on faith. And God works with him to do exactly what God designed him to do. Some of you have been praying for a wife or a husband. Well, you know what that requires you to be? If you want a wife, it requires you to be a husband. It requires you to do the work. It requires you to put some forth some effort. A wife does not come in and magically solve all of your issues. you got to be in a position to be able to receive that. And then when God answers your prayer, don't be disrespectful and not take care of it. Don't been asking for your whole life like you ain't been asking for a wife. And then when you get her and make that commitment to God, three months later, you're disrespecting her. Not living up to responsibilities that you asked for. Asking for a kid all these years. Prepare yourself to be a father, be a mother. Knowing the sacrifices that need to come to take care of an infant. Don't ask for that job promotion. Be surprised you got to work extra hours. <laughs> I skipped over a lot of the stress Gideon went through being a leader of his people. But when you ask for a position, a place, not only has God preparing you for it, he expects you to understand what you're stepping into. So be willing to accept what God has designed you to do and do not be afraid to step out in faith a long step with him and carry it out. Don't be stuck in that wine press. It's a terrible place to be. If you're needing a fresh install, Christ is here and waiting for you. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any of us in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Yes, Renew your mind. Renew your spirit. Get back to what you were designed to be in the first place. Amen. If you need help, there's many of us here that can help you along this path. There's, many of you, there's some phone calls from pastor that you can have. He'll get you right. <laughs> you may not like his answers. But he'll renew your mind, that's for sure. When I was willing to accept the night before what I just shared with you, I was able to go in that interview with confidence. I was able to answer those questions. And some of those answers was, I don't know. Why well, hide it? I'm not hiding in the wine press no more. I'm taking a step out on faith. Well, a week went by. And a call was made to pastor because I was nervous. <laughs> and like he usually does, he laughs at me. I'm a millennial. I like fast food. I like microwaves. I want my answers now. Right? 
I'll do the carry out. I don't even like waiting for my food. I'll carry out and order it ahead and go pick it up and then get out. I don't really like doing that. That's wonderful in those, these apps nowadays. <laughs> Another week went by and didn't get an answer. I asked some, some people here to pray for me. And it's interesting. They shared with me. Eventually, they brought me into the office. And they shared with me. I asked me if I wanted to accept this new opportunity. Yes. <laughs> I accepted it here. I accepted it here. And I've had the men and women around me to get me to here. If you need the help, we can get you here and build you up to your here. That's what Christ is offering to you. If you're feeling beaten down, like Gideon, you, you really understand what Gideon is talking about, feeling abandoned, he's right here waiting for you. All you got to do is open it up, accept the invite, and be willing put, to put in the work. I thank you. I love you. And I'm opening back up to Pastor Fields. I'm going to invite him back up. So you got to hear from the boss, right? You got to hear from the boss before we end this out. Setting in for you. I said, no, Trevor doesn't set in for anybody. He's his own man and he's got his own lane and he does an awesome job. thanking you for all your many and your mighty blessings. We come thanking you for your goodness and mercy and your grace. You work out all things by the counsel of your own will. Nobody's here today because of what they thought they were here before. They were here to hear this message. Someone needed this message. Someone's needed this message for the healing process. And we're asking that the Holy Spirit abide with them, lead and guide them, that there be no more cowards in here. No cowards. We're not cowards. We're spiritual warriors in this church. We're able to make a stand. And when we can't stand and when we think we can't stand, we're going to stand anyhow. We thank you for this young preacher that came in here to motivate us, to teach us, to lead and guide us through scriptures that yes, that we can get out of that dark place. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. We can get out of that bad situation. Yes, we can. That circumstance has got us bound. This got us yoked. We free today. 
This message is about freedom today, and our freedom comes through Christ Jesus. We, we, we're free through Christ Jesus today, and so we thank you for that. We're ready right now to achieve the blessings and the goals that you have set for us. We understand that some in here have an education. That's what they're paid for. But today we pray for those that have a calling, what they're made for. And that's what we're about today. What you have made us to do, the Holy Spirit lead and guide us into what Christ would have us to be today. This is our prayer in Jesus Christ's name. And all in agreement said, amen.